0: This message comes from NPR sponsor Planet Oat. No deep thinking here. Planet Oat oat milk is rich, creamy, and an excellent source of calcium with vitamins A and D. Also, Planet Oat's unsweetened varieties have zero grams of sugar. Visit planetoat.com for more.
1: From NPR and WBEC Chicago, this is Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, the NPR News Quiz. Hey there, Billie Eilish. Do a duet with me, Billy Kurdish. And here's your host, a man whose co-workers have totally forgotten what his legs look like. It's Peter Sagal.
0: Thank you, Bill. And thanks one more time to our fake audience, which is celebrating a full year of being a part of our show. Uh, Speaking of the pandemic, if you think that you've been spending a lot of time alone, well, later on, we're going to be joined by Jordan Jonas, the winner of the reality show Alone who spent almost three months entirely by himself in the Arctic wilderness. That's right. He had to build his own Netflix out of sticks and fur. <laughs> but right now, see if you have the survival skills necessary to win a voicemail. Give us a call. The number is one triple eight. wait wait that's one 888 It's time to welcome our first listener contestant. Hi, you're on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Hi, my name is Rich from Walpole, Massachusetts. Walpole? Walpole. Isn't Walpole where the state prison is? <laughs> it is, yes. That's our one of our claim defense. I, I do know you're not calling collect, so I'm assuming you're not in the prison. What do you do <laughs> there? I manufacture medical diagnostics. When you say medical diagnostics, are these like the things that we're all supposed to be sticking up our nose every now and then?
2: That's exactly right,
0: yes. It's a new product for us, but yeah. You you make the brain scrapes? We make one of the brain scrapes.
3: Wow. Can I put in a request for softer and shorter?
0: <laughs> one size fits all. Well, welcome to our show, Rich. Let me introduce you to our panel this week. First up, joining our panel for the first time, she's the co-host of the Secret Lives of Black Women podcast, and her debut comedy album, Karate, is available on Spotify. It's Sharla Loriston. Hi. Hello, Sharla. Next, the comedian whose new movie Bad Shrooms Good Trip with Hannibal Burris comes out on April 20th. Tickets at NFT shares at BabylonNFT.com. It's the Prince of Bronzeville. It's Brian Babylon. Thank you. Hey. Hi, Brian. And finally, it's a writer and actor who can be seen in season four of Search Party, currently streaming on HBO Max. It's Peter Gross. Hello. Hi, Peter. Hey, Rich, welcome to the show. You're going to play Who's Bill this time? Bill Curtis is going to read you three quotations from the week's news. If you can correctly identify or explain just two of them, you will win our prize. Any voice from our show you might choose for your voice voicemail. You ready to play? I am. All right. Here, Rich, is your first quote.
1: The last thing we need is Neanderthal thinking.
0: That was President Joe Biden criticizing the governors who announced this week that they are lifting what? Their state investments. Exactly. And their other COVID restrictions. Vaccine production is up. More Americans are getting the shot every day. Nothing can stop America's path to recovery. Wait, Texas, what are you doing? No, no, no. Governor Greg Abbott of Texas announced on Tuesday that he was lifting all mask requirements. He's going to allow all businesses to open. And just for good measure, he's requiring all residents to greet each other with something called the Fort Worth (laughs) face lick. (laughs)
2: watching cable news tear this apart has been a fun time it's truly like watching the real housewives of atlanta like they'll ask someone did you see that the president called (laughs) governor abbott uh, a neanderthal and they're like girl he's stupid girl they're just bringing people on to start some drama they're just bringing people on to talk trash
3: it's just funny that like you thought you were done with the name calling when Trump left and then Biden comes in and like, it's like less than a month. It's already Neanderthal. And you're like, well, it's it's not great. It's It's not great. It's yeah. Well, it's uh, a longer word. It's 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 a a $5 Trump word.
0: I mean, this is the funny thing. So Biden says that that's Neanderthal thinking and all the Republicans, they got upset. How dare he refer to patriotic Americans as Neanderthals. First of all, Joe Biden would know. He used to hang out with him. You
3: know, <laughs> I used to know a guy named Neanderthal Rick, lifeguard in a pool. Good guy, <laughs> crazy guy. Long, always chewed. <laughs> first guy to ever chew gum. Really terrific. And he he hung out with Scoopy Joe. Scoopy Joe Biden. He's, Biden's been telling that story since there were Neanderthals around.
4: <laughs> Do you think Texas still really has this whole like cowboy mentality? Is that? Like, you know, I don't need any stinking badges, type of energy. We don't need any stinking badges. Cowboys
2: didn't want to die. So I feel like, you know, we're comparing. Nope. Neanderthals don't want to die. Like, this is so clearly something that is risking people's lives. It's so irresponsible. You know what? I am not on a soapbox, so I will step down.
0: But the Republicans are trying to make this weird Neanderthal comment into the first big scandal of the Biden administration. Senator Marsha Blackburn actually rose to defend the honor of Neanderthals. She said, quote, they're protectors of their family. They are resilient. They're resourceful. They tend to their own, unquote. She then dragged Amy Klobuchar out of the Senate by her hair. (laughs) All right. Rich, here is your next quote.
1: This is terrible news for my lifetime dream of opening a brand new shell station in Petaluma, California.
0: That was a man named Bobby Lewis on Twitter, where else, reacting to news that Petaluma has now banned all new what? Gas stations? Gas stations, yeah. Yeah. Gas stations apparently will soon be a thing of the past, and not just because none of us go anywhere anymore. The town of Petaluma, California, has banned new gas stations, and other municipalities will soon follow suit. By the way, thank you, municipalities, a word that is only used when we've already said town. (laughs) We understand it's about moving to a post-carbon future, but gas stations were just getting good. Those little TVs in the pump are my favorite place to see sports highlights from two days ago.
3: I hate those TVs with a
0: white-hot
3: passion. Why? I don't need screens when I I don't need like a TV. Yeah, you don't need a TV outside. Like Also, the content, it's not like, oh, I caught the most interesting thing while I was pumping gas. it's garbage content. It's It's like,
0: hey, hey, friend, are you done pumping gas? No, I just got to catch the end of the show. No, it's just gas just streaming
3: out of the car (laughs) while you're watching the end of the Texaco Theater.
0: But there are other things about gas stations we're going to miss. For example, a gas station is the only place where you say to yourself, you know what a healthy meal option would be today? Combos. (laughs) would this town put in a electric charging station well that's the idea the idea is we're not going to build any more new gas stations we're going to look forward to a non-carbonized future where we'll build electric charging stations that's the that's the the vision of the future, of course. What so it'll all be, it'll- be the
3: same stuff? It'll just be electric combos and electric uh
0: yeah, it'll you know, electric d- dogs ho- There'll be little screens <laughs> with electric gas station TV anchors wearing presumably uh, tinfoil suits and little yeah. It'll be you know, cause cause space It, it takes a while for a car to charge. That's the only
4: problem. It's like what forty five minutes or you know yeah.
0: yeah. Just think, think of all the combos you can eat. You're gonna need. Yeah, you're absolutely will have no choice about using the bathroom eventually. That's when you need gas station TV. There you go. Rich, here is your last quote. Go get him, Harry. That was somebody, again on Twitter, eagerly anticipating Oprah Winfrey's big interview with whom this weekend? Uh, With the Royals, um, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. Exactly right. Meghan Markle, Prince Harry, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. They are fed up with the incessant prying into their lives by the media, which we know because they scheduled an exclusive primetime interview with Oprah (laughs) airing nationally this Sunday night. Uh, The previews, I don't know if you've been excited about this, uh, they've promised, quote, bombshells about the royal family. What can they possibly be? The queen still gives out birthday cards with five bucks in them. Are they going to accuse the royal family of nepotism? (laughs) Oh, they just pass on their jobs to their children. (laughs) Now, what's interesting is the royal family decided to preempt any bad publicity by leaking terrible gossip about Meghan in particular before the Um. interview. For example, Meghan was the subject of a bullying complaint. She was so mean and demanding, we are told, she drove two assistants away. Seriously, people, if you don't want to be treated like a servant, don't work in a castle.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I do feel like, though, what a power move. And you can't, I can't imagine that everyone's not super pissed about this power move. Like, I can't imagine anybody other than a black woman, I'm sorry, just being like, all right, you guys want to play me? Peace out. We're leaving yes. royalty <laughs> behind because yeah. you guys keep wanting to play games. So I'm not paying that much attention, but enough attention to be delighted.
0: Well, also, you you're just, just, so, just paying enough attention to be thrilled for it. Do you
4: guys think, you know, those guys who wear those, like, Long March Simpson afro hats. The guards.
2: Yes. <laughs> you... Why would you describe it
4: that way? I'm a little lost, <laughs> but here. I know exactly. Yeah, big, what you're no, the, about. The, the changing of the guards. You mean the the big furry the yeah, the big, cool. yeah, the bee feeder yeah. guy. Do you, I was there one day. I don't think those guys can fight. Do you think if you got them one you one? Those went are up to not fighting
2: just, hats. Those
4: yeah. are fighting hats. That outfit is that not hat tough?
3: That hat is the equivalent of a green beret in America. When we say Green Beret, they're like, oh, poofy hats. Well, the poofy hat brigade, they're very <laughs> tough.
0: Those are our don't, best men, the poofy hats. You think, that, do you think they go out after when they're off hours and they don't mess with me, man. I'm a poofy hat. <laughs> yeah, like if you're going to fight somebody, hold on, let me hold my poofy hat.
3: No, you know what they somebody. do. There's got to I mean... be like crazy ninja swords and everything inside That's <laughs> what it, it is. Be?
0: That's how they keep their throwing stars.
1: <laughs> hey, Bill, how did Rich do in our quiz? He did
0: great. Three in a row, Rich, from Walpole. Congratulations instead of jail. Thanks very much. <laughs> Talk to you soon. Bye-bye, Rich. Bye-bye. All right, panelists, some questions for you from the week's news. Peter, pandemic parenting is hard. You know this, but thanks mm-hmm. to a new play set from Fisher Price, while you work from home, your kid can now while away many happy hours pretending to do what? Um also work from home. Exactly it's a, right. <laughs> <It's> a, <like laughs> it a is a little a little, it's, little it's, work set. Fisher Price has brought out the new work from home playset. It's everything your child needs to feel as empty as you do every second of the day. <laughs> the toy has all the work from home necessities, a little plastic, kid-sized laptop, a headset, a cell phone. It is not a good sign when your kid opens it up and is like, Mommy, they forgot the daytime work wine. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if you have a
4: feature to have the kid, when it ends a Zoom, just say bye a thousand times. (laughs) 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 Bye, 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 bye,
0: bye, Bye. Bye. am I still there, bye, (laughs) hello. By the way, the Fisher-Price work-from-home playset does come with a little doll that your child can ignore while it works.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It has
3: a little DVD player or a little little iPad that it puts in front of a little little doll. And it
4: says, watch this for 10 hours while I work. Exactly. So I, I find any parent, I'm, and I'm not going to judge any parent, but if you buy that for your child, you lack imagination. You can get a shoebox and a few things. And look, you can make something
2: like that. Brian, this sounds exactly like judgment. And you just said that you weren't going to do that. <laughs> you lied. I'm not going to judge you. Um, <laughs> but here are a series
0: here's a series of critical things about the way that you think. Coming up, treat yourself to our bluff the listener game. Call 188 wait wait to play. We'll be back in a minute with more of wait wait don't tell me from NPR. Support for NPR and the following message comes from Front Door.
2: Hey, it's Ophira Eisenberg, host of Ask Me Another. I love film, food, TV, and clothes, so I was thrilled to talk with clothing designer, restaurateur, and fresh-off-the-boat series creator Eddie Huang about his debut film, Boogie, and play a game with him. Listen now to the Ask Me Another podcast from NPR.
1: From NPR and WBEZ Chicago, this is Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, the NPR News Quiz. I'm Bill Curtis. We're playing this week with Sharla Lauriston, Peter Gross, and Brian Babylon. And here again is your host, a man who wants you to try his fresh, homemade vaccines, Peter Sagal.
0: Thank you, Bill. Right now it's time for the Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me Bluff for listener game. Call one Wait wait to play our game in the air. Hi, you are on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me.
3: Hi, my name is John Anderson. I'm from Indianapolis, Indiana.
0: Hey, how are things in beautiful Indianapolis?
3: 60 degrees today and sunny and beautiful outside.
0: There you go. And what do you do there in Indianapolis? I'm a journeyman meat cutter, which is the fancy way of saying I'm a butcher. You're a journeyman meat cutter. It sounds better that way, by the way.
2: Do you have to go on an actual journey to become a journeyman? (laughs) Town (laughs) to town,
0: Charlotte. Town to town. I
3: don't know that it's required, but uh, when I did finish my apprenticeship, I traveled for quite a while uh, from town to town, actually, where they needed meat cutters in a store. I was They called it a floater, and I would float from store to store and fill in when someone was on vacation or they needed help.
2: Who is creating the job titles for these things? These make <laughs> no sense. <laughs> this has nothing to do with meat. Well, John,
0: it is nice to have you with us. You're going to play our game in which you must try to tell truth from fiction. Bill, what is John's topic? I need to self-care myself. It has never been more important to practice self-care, but self-care can be hard. It's basically like going to a spa where you have to be all the employees. Our panelists are going to tell you about someone who went to great lengths to ensure they spent a little time in themselves. Pick the one who's telling the truth. You'll win our prize. Are you ready to play? I am ready. Let's first hear from Brian Babylon.
4: When police found 19-year-old Jason Solis, he was lying in the dirt in the Arizona desert. His hands were tied behind his back with a belt and a bandana was stuffed in his mouth. He told the police, "Mm -hmm, mm -hmm." (laughs) Then, once the bandana was removed, he told them that he had been kidnapped by a pair of desperados who boinked him on the head and then spent the day driving him around looking for buried treasure that his father had supposedly hidden somewhere in the desert. Scary! Except, the hospital said his noggin seemed to be fine. And after a week of driving around to places, Sola said the kidnapper's took him. They couldn't find any sign that anyone at all had been there on the days in question. Eventually, the police cracked the case. Young Mr. Solis really did not like his job at the local tire dealership. So in order to get out of working that day, he called in a tip to the police about where to find an injured man. Police said that he will be charged for a false reporting to law enforcement. Good news, though. Mr. Solis He'll be able to practice for an upcoming NBA 2K video game tournament or anything he'll like to do because he's been given the rest of his life off from that job at the tire dealership.
0: (laughs) A man fakes his own kidnapping in order to get a day to himself off from work. Your next story of someone daring to care is from Sharla Lauriston.
2: Jill Colson of Starkville, Mississippi, had one too many Zoom calls with her kids interrupting when she lost her proverbial marbles and decided she was ready for some me time. But with no babysitters available or any other childcare options, she figured her local fire station might be an option. Last Halloween, Colson's boys had gone as firefighters, so she dug the costumes out of the closet and yelled to her kids, Let's play Halloween in February. That's a real game, I promise. <laughs> She dressed them up and dropped the excited pair off at the Starkville Fire Department, hoping they'd blend in and no one would notice them hanging around the firehouse. Interviewed later by the local NBC affiliate, Colson said, It's just like take your son to work day, except I don't work there. Unfortunately... (laughs) Once Coulson got home, ran a bath, and lit some candles, those very candles set her drapes on fire. The Starksville's fire department showed up and put out the blaze with the help of two conspicuously tiny new firefighters who said it was, quote, the best day ever. Coulson is currently planning where the boys will go for Halloween in February in March.
0: (laughs) And mom ships her kids off to the fire station in order to get Some time to herself. Your last story of personal pampering comes from Peter Gross. Catherine James of Lake Forest,
3: Illinois, is used to getting what she wants. Every week, she pays her favorite masseuse, Lawrence Bellows, $500 to come out to her 6,000-square-foot mansion and give her a 90-minute deep tissue massage in her temperature-controlled relaxation studio. Babies are less pampered. So when Lawrence told her he was taking a vacation to Palm Springs, she didn't take the news lying down. The only thing she takes lying down is a massage. So Catherine called up her travel agent. Yes, some rich people still use travel agents. And bought a last minute ticket and jetted off to Palm Beach. Upon arriving, she texted him. Hey, Lawrence, coincidence alert. I'm here in Palm Beach. Can I pop by for a massage? What hotel are you in? He texted back. Actually, I'm in Palm Springs, Frown emoji. Sorry, we got our wires crossed. Confused face emoji. Catherine sprung into action, calling back her travel agent, who was busier than he'd been in years, and booking the next flight to Palm Springs, California. After seven hours in the air and a three-hour labor in Dallas, she finally landed and texted again, Lawrence, I'm here in Palm Springs, cactus emoji. Can I please swing by? (laughs) Lawrence replied, um, actually, I'm in Palm Springs, Florida, alligator emoji. It's only a 20-minute drive from Palm Beach, Florida. I thought you'd just take an Uber here, car emoji, crying emoji. When reached for comment, Catherine's response was exploding head emoji, red-faced guy, cursing emoji, turd emoji.
0: (laughs) All right, here are your choices. Somebody went to some lengths just to get some time for themselves. Was it from Brian Babylon, a man in Arizona who faked his own violent kidnapping just so he wouldn't have to go to work? From Sharla, a mom who put her kids back in their Halloween costumes as firefighters so that the fire station might take care of them? or from Peter Gross, a woman who chased her masseuse across the country in desperate search for that massage. Which of these is the real story about someone just looking out for themselves? I think I'm going to go with uh, Peter Gross's story about the massage. Mm -hmm. Okay, you're going to choose that story. Well, we spoke to someone who knew a lot about the real story. The police found him by the town water tower. He was found and gagged. It came out a week <laughs> later that he had made the whole thing up just to get out of work. That was Aaron Dorman, the reporter who broke the story in the Coolidge, Arizona town newspaper. I'm so sorry, Peter fooled you. I bet it was the emojis. (laughs) You didn't win, but you did earn a point for Peter just for being so convincing. Uh, Thank you so much. And if we ever need meat in Indianapolis, we will know who to turn to. Journey on.
3: Sounds good. Thank you very much for
0: playing. Take care. Bye. And now the game where people with a particular set of skills suddenly find they have no use for them. It's called Not My Job. Alone is a reality show in which people with advanced survival skills are dropped into the wilderness with limited supplies and cameras to film themselves, and the one who lasts the longest wins half a million dollars. The winner of the most recent season was Jordan Jonas, who not only lasted 77 days by himself in the Arctic, but actually, seemed to be having such a good time, he didn't want to leave. Jordan, welcome to Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Oh, hello. Good to be here. It's a pleasure to have you here. So for people who don't know the show, I, I described it accurately. The idea is this is a show that was, I think, originally on the History Channel. and they And they pick you up and they just drop you someplace.
5: Yeah, it is. They just dump you off somewhere in the middle of the wilderness.
0: I imagine, first of all, that the legal disclaimer you have to sign must be the size of an encyclopedia, <laughs> right?
5: Yeah, of course, nobody read that, but we did sign it. <laughs> but, and then they basically just set the helico- helicopter down, give you the boot, and, that, and that's it. You have a tap out button when you're ready to quit, and you just try to survive and film it while you're doing
0: it. <laughs> what what instructions were you given where you said you got to film everything
5: oh yeah we were given you know where they give you a quick rundown of the cameras at orientation before they send you out so you kind of get the basics and then uh yeah they tell you every waking moment you got to be filming they give you a few different cameras you know if you run out of batteries they'll do a blind drop where they come set batteries on the shore and you go <laughs> pick them up and and uh yeah if, if they find you're uh, not filming enough You'll hear from them.
0: <laughs> really? You're, you're sitting there freezing to death in the wilderness and somebody knocks on your tent and says, excuse me. It's usually during the medical checks. Yeah, yeah. Gonna... And so, so, and yeah, you mentioned they have these medical checks, like once a week they just show up and they make sure you're not dying. Yeah,
5: yep, that's right. They weigh you, make sure you can continue. If you start to have any signs of organ failure or anything like that, they might pull you. <laughs> But it's only
3: once a week, right? That's right. It's like
5: roughly, usually more than that, maybe 10 days.
3: So it's up to you. It's truly just up to you to like monitor yourself and know.
5: It really is. They do a really good. It's pretty legit as far as what it's advertised as. They do a good job of.
4: Well, it's a good job of just leaving you out there. Like, what, how do you, how do you, how do you know that you're good at that? Like, did you grow up being just an orphan knowing, like, oh yeah, I can live on the streets? I, I know, I know this life. I,
5: uh, I've lived for a bunch of years in Siberia with some native nomadic reindeer herding folks. Wow. I learned a lot of skills from them.
4: Wait, you just did that for fun? Yeah, okay. you could you could call it that maybe. <laughs> that sounds like the that sounds like the, the sequel to the Revenant. <laughs> it, the funny. Revenant felt very familiar, yeah.
0: Yeah, like, oh, look at that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did you did you like casually drop that on your competitors during that orientation week. <laughs> oh, yeah. I haven't been outside this much since I lived for five years with nomadic reindeer herders in the and far like... northern taiga.
3: And they're all like, anyway. I live in Scottsdale.
0: <laughs> all they had to do was
5: retort with yeah, but you look pretty skinny. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Put me right in my place.
0: <laughs> I got the sense that you really enjoyed yourself out there. Oh,
5: I, I did, I did. Uh, yeah, I honestly, when it ended, I was... I I expected it. It might go twice as long. So I kind of hmm. when uh, when it did end, I was kind of asking him if my wife could stay really <laughs> <no> longer <laughs> out there. It was all set up, and we had plenty of food.
0: Well, wait a minute. All right. So so give us a sense of this. So your wife shows up because they bring yeah. your wife out to to yeah. to say you've won. And you say, what would you show your wife? Give, give us a tour, if you can, of your little campsite. <laughs> well, there I Slade wanted to Lake. show her
5: all the things. I showed her what I was using for toilet paper, which was my roll of rabbit's feet. I had a whole stack of rabbit's feet, <laughs> which I thought was From amazing.
0: actual rabbits.
5: Well, you want to use all of the animals, so I would eat pretty much everything, but there's not much you can do with all those rabbit's feet. So they Jordan,
4: you have to play the lotto, man.
0: Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the time. <laughs> I understand. So, what else? Continue the tour. No, I showed her, took her the tour. I had actually saved her a piece of the moose heart
5: that I was really excited to share with her, but by that time it had. <laughs> dried up to a point that it was completely unappetizing, but the thought counted. Everybody everybody
0: knows you want to get the moose heart in the first couple of months. So yeah, that makes sense.
5: (laughs) What else? What else (laughs) around there? I showed her the little, the food cache that I made. It was like a little hut on stilts because I knew she'd recognize it from Siberia and find it nostalgic. So we uh just you found the right, right woman, man. That really
2: wow. I asked this question for
0: everybody I know. You were alone for seventy seven days. A lot of us have been dealing with solitude. Do you have any tips for like how to deal with being alone most of the day?
5: Well, yeah, you definitely you want to keep busy doing productive things and not uh not sit there and just wallow in your loneliness. You know, the not having a lot of skeletons in your closets helps so you're not sitting there thinking about all the regrets and things you should have done (laughs) that's good advice wow (laughs) having good relationships so that you know even if you'll be separated for a while you can come back and pick right back up a few things to uh work out kind of before you find yourself in a situation where you're alone for a long
0: period of time did you did you did you have to like figure out a way to entertain yourself in addition to getting means you can't just get up work all day eat work all day. yeah yeah i
5: mean aside from just running around with my bow trying to hunt things which was really fun i would uh i made a
4: you know made a deck of cards played some solitaire did some uh Right. I thought you were going to say you did, like, episodes of The Office and you played every
2: character.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I did do a lot of dumb skits.
5: I was really hoping some of them would make it on, and a couple of them did, but uh, the one I was hoping the most would make it was The Invasion of Normandy, but that didn't make the f- cut. So,
0: so like, tell me how you in- reenacted The Invasion of Normandy by yourself.
5: Well, I had uh... a... <laughs> I was on a beach, fortunately, so I had to beach. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and then I just was, uh, I could put a hat on if I was a German and take it off if I was the American and do bounce back and forth between Charlie and Fritz and we'd fight each other. These and-
2: people are worrying about surviving and Jordan's got a wardrobe <laughs> for his skits.
0: <laughs> yeah, you were thriving, man.
2: Literally thriving.
0: <laughs> well, Jordan, Jonas, obviously we could talk to you all day, but we have in fact asked you here to play a game we're calling You'll wish you were alone. <laughs> you spent months alone in the wilderness, as we have discussed. We thought we'd ask you about an experience that happens with a very large gathering of people in the wilderness, namely Burning Man. Answer two sure. out of three questions correctly. you win our prize for one of our listeners, the voice of anyone they might like on their voicemail. Bill, who is Jordan Jonas playing for?
1: Heather Walsh of Los Angeles,
0: California you haven't been to Burning Man, have you ever burned a man to keep warm? <laughs> it's
1: a whole different story. <laughs> I guess
0: so. We won't get into that. All right, first question. Burning Man is this festival, of course, where tens of thousands of people descend on the Nevada desert for a week at the end of the summer. And as you can imagine, sometimes people get hurt. The festival was sued once by a man who injured himself. How? A, he snorted one whole pound of confectioner's sugar because he was convinced it would eventually turn out to be cocaine. B. He claimed his aura was damaged by an ancient spirit who was annoyed by all the electronica music. Or C. He walked right into the Burning Man bonfire while it was burning. Which one's the true answer?
5: I'm going to have to go with B.
0: You're going to go with B, that he claimed his aura was damaged by an ancient spirit. Sounds about right. (laughs) No, it was actually three. This guy Ah. decided the cool thing to do would be to walk into the Burning Man bonfire when they burn the man. And uh, he said that the organizers of Burning Man should have prevented him from walking into the Burning Man at Burning Man while it was burning. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. That's okay. Okay. You still, got, you still got two chances. Burning Man is, of course, famous for its committed countercultural vibe, leading to which of these people going there to spread their guru-like wisdom to the masses? A, 89-year-old sexpert Dr. Ruth, B, former Congressman Dennis Kucinich, or C, Fozzie Bear the Muppet?
2: Uh, I'm
0: hoping Dennis Kucinich wins. You're right. Dennis Kucinich <laughs> wins. Right. He did. He spoke the same year that anti-tax zealot Grover Norquist spoke. Counterculture for the win. All right, this is fabulous.
5: Pressure's on now.
0: If you get this one right, you win. Despite the anarchic vibe, every day is packed with organized activities at Burning Man. At the last Burning Man, they managed to hold in the desert in 2019. You could do which of these? A, Bob Ross and Chill, where you go to watch old episodes of The Joy of Painting while listening to dance beats. B, an event called This is a Room Full of Balloons, which is in fact just a room full of balloons, or see the insults booth, which warns it will make you cry like the pathetic human that you are. Uh, I'm going to have to go with A. Yes, you're right. Of course, all of them were actual events that you could have enjoyed (laughs) at 2019. Burning <laughs> Man. Bill, how did Jordan Jonas do in our quiz? Two
1: out of three, he won our
0: event. Good. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yay. That's two right. huge wins. <laughs> yeah, totally. Jordan Jonas is a survival expert and the winner of season six of Alone. You can find out more at JordanJonas.com. Jordan Jonas, thank you so much for joining us on Wait Wait Don't Tell Me. Congratulations. That was an amazing to watch That's you, man. It's an honor. Thanks, thank you guys. so much for playing. <laughs> oh, man. Bye, that was so awesome. Bye bye. bye guys. <laughs> just a minute bill orders room service from et it's the listener limerick challenge call one triple eight wait wait to join us on the air we'll be back in a minute with more of wait wait don't tell me from npr
5: support for this npr podcast and the following message come from easy cater committed to helping companies solve food from employee meal plans to on-site staffing to concierge ordering support With corporate
0: accounts, nationwide restaurant coverage, and payment by invoice. EasyCater.com This message comes from NPR sponsor Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com. This message comes from NPR sponsor Mattress Firm. How do you sleep at night? No matter what might be keeping you up, Mattress Firm can help anyone sleep. Mattress Firm will find you the right mattress from a wide selection of top brands at every budget. Plus, if you see a lower price somewhere else, they will match it up to 120 nights with their low price guarantee. Get matched at Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale and sleep at night. Restrictions apply. See mattressfirm.com or a store for details.
2: Hey, Up First listeners, you listen to this show for NPR's take on the top stories each morning, but the news doesn't stop in the afternoon. That's why we created Consider This, a daily NPR podcast that goes deep on a single story each day with context, backstory and analysis. It's not just information. It's what the news means. Consider This. Listen now.
1: From NPR and WBEZ Chicago, this is Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me the NPR News Quiz. I'm Bill Curtis. We are playing this week with Brian Babylon, Peter Gross, and Sharla Lauriston. And here again is your host, a man who wants to know if his Invisalign counts as a tiny face mask, Peter
0: Sagal. Thank you, Bill. In just a minute, Bill spins straw into gold with his friend Stilskin. If you'd like to play, give us a call. One triple eight. Wait, wait. That's one eight 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 nine two four eight nine two four. Right now, panel, some more questions for you from this week's news, Brian. Yeah. One year into lockdown, the New York Post reports that Zoom meetings are leading more and more men to do what?
4: Um, give me a slight,
0: a slight hint. A slight hint. Well, then for men, it's not called smoky eye. It's called like Applewood bacon. Oh, you know what? Eye. I
4: think men are. Mm. Yes, they are too. Men are touching up their
0: makeup. Exactly right, Brian. Uh, men who wouldn't otherwise know a Sephora from a pair of pantyhose are now turning to makeup to look younger on camera, not realizing everybody in Zoom is just looking at their own face anyway. These are, There are a bunch of new products aimed at men like Manscara and Guy Shadow and lipstick that's actually just a stick you hit yourself on the lip with.
4: Peter, you you know, we've we've done that show, Windy City Live in Chicago. We have.
0: Oh, my God. And you, they put makeup on you. They do.
4: and I saw what I look, and I get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get your pretty boy on. It's it, it, you feel you just feel good. You just yeah, feel you feel you know. like that inner Denzel. Like everything is clicking, and then you look up; it's all on your collar, and you're like, "Gross!" Yeah.
0: <laughs> this is really great. I mean, now even a man's man can get into things like contouring. And pretty soon, like Home Depot will bring in a makeup section with products like eyebrow spackle. (laughs) Oh, we'll have to mix up that color for you. How many gallons of this lip tint do you need? (laughs) So the good news is now that men are wearing makeup, there will soon be legislation to have makeup covered by your health insurance. Uh, uh, (laughs) All right. It is time for a new game that we're calling. I have good news and bad news. We're all trying to be more optimistic this year, but sometimes you can't help it. Things just take a turn for the worse. So we're going to ask you rapid fire style about some news stories we saw this week that seemed like good news. You tell us why they actually ended up being bad news. You ready to apply? Mm -hmm. All right, real quick. Peter, the good news. Here's the good news, Peter. SpaceX's new unmanned prototype, Starship SN10, successfully took off, executed this cool flip in midair, and came back down for a perfectly safe landing. That's the good news. What's the bad news? The Bad news is it was not supposed to come down. No, the bad news was it then blew up. Eight minutes (sighs) later, it exploded on the launch pad. So just remember, if you fly SpaceX, deplane quickly. (laughs) Brian, the good news. A maskless woman in a supermarket in South Africa was asked to cover her face, and she did. What's the bad news?
4: She did it with her
0: underpants. That's exactly right. (gasps) They said to her, you got to put on a mask. She said, fine. She reached under her skirt. She pulled off her underwear. She put it on her (gasps) face. Even worse, it was a thong, so it didn't completely cover her face. (laughs) I can't believe it. You're gasping, Sharla. You're gasping. (gasps)
2: Come on, lady. Uh, well,
0: you know, <laughs> she was trying to make a point. <laughs> Finally, Charlotte, The good news: a priest in Brazil, despite the pandemic, was able to make the rounds in his neighborhood. He visited two supermarkets and a pharmacy in just the course of just one hour. What's the bad news? He got COVID. No, <laughs> Peter. Know. Do you know he had COVID to begin with? No. The, the bad news it. was he robbed all three places. <laughs> <laughs> The priest robbed all three stories with a plastic gun. He says he was just abiding by the Bible verse, Blessed are the meek, for they shall hand over the cash. No marked bills. Put it in the bag. <laughs> quick, quick, quick. <laughs> Who was this? Gu- uh, Guido Father Sarducci? Who was Something that? like that. And now the good news is, the game is over. Coming up, it's Lightning Fell in the Blank, but first it's the game where you have to listen for the rhyme. If you'd like to play on air, call to leave a message at one triple eight wait wait That's one eight 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 nine two four eight nine two four. 888 924 8924 Or click the Contact Us link on our website, waitwait.npr.org. Also, follow us on Twitter at WaitWait wait, or on Instagram at WaitWaitNPR, where our intern Emma is slaying. That's the word she told me to say. Slay, Emma. Hi, you're on wait wait. Don't tell me. Hi. Hi, who's this?
3: This is Steve Bowden from East Lansing, Michigan.
0: Hey, how are things in East Lansing?
3: Pretty good, unseasonably warm and then cold and then warm again.
0: It's like that, it'll just keep happening. What do you do there? Uh, I am a
3: digital media producer, which is a fancy way to say videographer, at the uh, MSU College of
0: Music. So you're like doing video production for the College of Music, all the musicians there? Yeah. I guess you're pretty busy since everything has to be online these days, right?
3: Yes, uh, very busy. A lot of people ask me if I'm doing less, but I I feel like I'm doing just as much, if not more.
0: I can imagine. I can imagine. Well, welcome to the show, Steve. You're going to play the limerick challenge. That means that Bill Curtis is going to read you three news-related limericks with a last word or phrase missing from each. If you can fill in that last word or phrase correctly into the limericks, you will be a winner. Ready to play? I am. All right. Here's your first limerick.
1: In the depths where we hunters embark... Our fins and teeth glow in the dark. Our luminous aura just adds to our horror. Now Jaws is a great glowing...
0: Shark? Yes! yes. Glowing sharks were discovered off the coast of New Zealand, and no, they were not really fun fruit snacks for kids. The <laughs> phenomenon is called bioluminescence, which is when animals come with utilities included, and it was discovered in <laughs> three species of sharks, now known as the kitefin shark, the black belly shark, and the lantern shark. They mostly use the light so they can see which person they're eating. That's also <laughs> called mushrooms at the beach. Maybe. <laughs> During the daytime. One, we just want to wonder about the marine biologist who saw a glowing shark and was like, you know that shark that was glowing? Its fin kind of looks like a kite. I'll call it a kite fin. You know what I don't like about sharks? What? The way they look at you. How often does a shark look at you, Brian? At the at the
4: aquarium. When you go to that big, the, you know, the big tank? Yeah. It's that shark that always floats by real slow with the high. eyes all on the side of yeah. the face. Like, what are you looking at? But he won't give you real eye contact, but it's side eye eye contact. Wait a minute. Are you works.
0: saying you want sharks to be more frank and direct with you? I mean, <laughs> give me a little something. I mean, let, let, let you know that he, he knows you're there and respects you.
4: Yeah, I respect you because he'll eat me, but respect me for living my life, man. Let's keep this balance going. <laughs>
0: They should do an alone show where
3: they put someone in the ocean and they see how long they can last down
0: there. (laughs) Here is your next limerick.
1: Because the shoreline is just past our reach, we New Yorkers all rush, curse, and screech. So construction is planned to import tons of sand. What Manhattanites need is a... Beach.
0: Yes, a beach. Manhattan is getting a beach. And it's only going to cost $70 million, or about the same price as a one-bedroom apartment in Tribeca. The sandy beach will extend into the Hudson River, you know, the river where all those bodies wrapped in rugs are floating. Sandy beach? Like that sandy was, beach. They're that was all the best beach. they could
3: come up with. Was the name
0: Sandy <laughs> Beach? <laughs> sandy Beach? No, they're called, I don't know what they're called. <laughs> the one thing the New Yorkers don't have is like a sandy beach. So the Ugh. the new waterfront project will jut right out of Manhattan's meatpacking district, which is oh, sure to God. give the beach that fresh slaughterhouse feel we all love to escape to. Oh, wait a minute! Just in the meatpacking district is now mostly art galleries and high end condos. Fine. Instead, the beach will have lots of dog poop from tiny little fashion dogs.
4: And that's my biggest fear about that. All those pretentious (laughs) dog people with those little dogs and those little bags of dog stuff. I'm just really nervous about New York having a beach. Really? Why? Why is it going to be? I think it's going to be gross.
2: Some places should just accept that they're not beach places. Yeah, you're not a beach place.
4: It's going to look like an ashtray at a poker game
0: (laughs) in two (laughs) days.
3: They should call it Ashtray Beach and not
0: Sandy Beach. (laughs) Just (laughs) feel right there. All right, very good. Here is your last limerick.
1: All the rooms have a view of Earth's face and its time zones not easy to place. The rates are not subtle, and there's no free shuttle. To see the hotel out in... Space.
0: Space, yes, yes, a space hotel, a company called Orbital Assembly has been actively working towards creating a space resort in low-Earth orbit that they think could open as soon as 2027. They, of course, have a few details to work out, like how to get those little mints to sit on pillows in zero-G. Apparently, the resort will have plenty of amenities, you know, the same ones we love in our Earth hotels. that will have spas and bars and ice machines with ice made from recycled urine. Huh. The easiest job at the space hotel is definitely the concierge, right? Excuse me, are there any good places to eat nearby? <laughs> no, we're in space. Uh, Mars is open.
2: We should at least pretend that we're trying to keep Earth alive. <laughs> we're already right, deciding.
0: Right. Other so, oh, No, it's other fine. Planets. We did to destroy the planet. There's a there's, yeah. there's a Hyatt in low Earth orbit. Yeah. <laughs> Bill, how did Steve do in our quiz? Steve so got the trifecta.
1: Three in a row. Congratulations, Congratulations Steve. Really well done.
0: Yeah. Thanks, Steve. Oh, thank you so much. Bye-bye. Take care.
2: bye <laughs> Summer is for going to the movie theater because it's too hot to stay home. It's for driving with the windows down, listening to your favorite music. It's for stretching out while you're on vacation to gobble up a TV show. For a guide to some of the TV, movies, and music we are most excited about this summer, listen to the Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast from NPR. Do you ever wish you could get your stories in three hours rather than three minutes? Or maybe you're sick of doom scrolling, getting your news in bits and pieces. That is where Embedded comes in. We bring you documentary series that will change the way you think about things. Find us wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Now onto our final game, Lightning Fill-in-the-Blank. Each of our players will have 60 seconds in which to answer as many fill-in-the-blank questions as they can. Each correct answer now worth two points. Bill, can you give us the scores? Well, Brian, Sharla, and Peter are all tied with three. Okay, you're all tied. So, Brian, why don't you go first? Fill-in-the-blank. On Wednesday, New York Governor Blank says he will not resign over allegations of sexual harassment. Uh, nipple ring Cuomo. No, or Andrew, as he is often known. <laughs> oh. On Monday, a court in France sentenced former President Blank to three years for corruption. Sarkozy? Sarkozy, close enough. This week, a watchdog group found that former Secretary of Transportation Blank had used her office to benefit her family. Elaine Chow? Right. This week, a woman in Tulsa was arrested on charges that she had blanked her neighbor's goat. Uh, cooked. Painted it blue after an announcement that six of his books would no longer be published due to offensive content. Blank shot up the bestseller charts. The good Dr. Seuss. Right. On Sunday, Beyond Meat announced a new partnership with fast food giant Blank. McDonald's. You're right. 12 performer Aron is favored to win the award for Best Actor at this year's Tony Awards because he is blank. Dead. No, the only person nominated for Best Actor in a Musical. Ooh. Thanks to the pandemic temporarily halting all theater productions, Moulin Rouge's Aaron Tvait was the only person nominated for Best Actor in a Musical at this year's Tony Awards. But here's the thing. Because of the way Tony voting works, he can still lose. Do you have to get a certain percentage of votes? Apparently, or How awful would it be to anxiously wait for the envelope to open and hear and the Tony goes to be none of the above? Uh, B. and then the camera's on you because you're the only above. person on camera and you have to be happy for nobody <laughs> at all also when is B
3: none of the above
0: it's there's only an A there's A Aaron <laughs> fight B none of the above that's all they got <laughs> Bill
1: how did Brian do on our quiz Brian had five right for ten more points he now has 13 and the
0: lead alright alright Charlie you're up next here we go fill in the blank on Wednesday Democrats announced plans to narrow who could get checks in the new blank bill. COVID relief. Yes. Following opposition from Republicans, the White House withdrew the nomination of blank to head of the Office of Management and Budget.
2: Nina Tandem?
0: Close enough. Near a Tandem. This week, the House canceled their Thursday session after being warned of far-right extremists who planned to attack the blank.
2: Capital.
0: Yes. In London, passengers were delayed for hours and a high-speed train was taken out of service because it blanked.
2: Stopped.
0: It had a cat on it. On Sunday, Costco raised its blank to $16 an hour.
2: Minimum wage.
0: Yes, thanks to a state Supreme Court ruling, police in Washington have been told to stop making arrests for a blank.
2: No masks.
0: No, no, no more arrests for possession of marijuana. This week, a woman told BuzzFeed that thanks to recent events, she now regrets getting a tattoo that simply said blank.
2: Pill popper. <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, she regrets know. getting a giant Q tattooed on the back oh. of her neck. Oh, God. <laughs> the woman says that she got the tattoo years ago as part of an inside joke between her and a friend. It was definitely not a reference to Q, the deep state source at the heart of QAnon, which is exactly what Q would say. Am I right? It's pretty embarrassing now. But honestly, the worst thing about having a giant Q tattoo is that it is useless unless she's standing next to someone with a giant U tattoo. <laughs> Bill, how did Charlotte do in our quiz?
1: Good start for a first-timer. She had four right for eight more points. She now has 11, but Brian still has the lead with 13.
0: Okay, and how many, then, does Peter Gross need to win? Well, Peter needs five to tie, six to win. All right. Here we go, Peter. This is for the game. Fill in the blank on Monday. The White House announced they'd allow separated blanks to be reunited in the U.S. Uh, Families. Right. Investment app Robinhood is now facing over 50 lawsuits over its decision to suspend trading of blank. Uh, GameStop? Right. This week, security forces continued their violent crackdown against people protesting the military coup in blank. Uh, Myanmar. Right. On Tuesday, the White House announced a new round of sanctions against blank for the imprisonment of Alexei Navalny. Russia. Right. On Thursday, private space company blank launched 60 new satellites into orbit. SpaceX? Right. After receiving a $9,000 electric bill, a man in blank filed a $1 billion class action lawsuit against Gritty Energy Company. Uh, Texas? Right. This week, a plastic surgeon came under fire after he attended virtual traffic court while blanking. Doing plastic surgery of some kind. Exactly right. The plastic surgeon attended a Zoom traffic court hearing mid-operation, showing that not only (laughs) is he a bad driver, he is a bad doctor. The court session started off really well when the judge said, it looks like you're in an operating room. And the doctor said, I am. While both the judge and the medical community are upset about the incident, the patient just said, I have no complaints from his mouth, which is now on his elbow. <laughs> Bill, did Peter do well enough to win?
1: Well, he did very well. Seven right for 14 uh-huh. more points. His total is 17. He is the champion this week.
0: Congratulations, Peter. That was very, very strong. Thank you. In just a minute, we're going to ask our panelists, after Harry and Megan, who will be Oprah's next big get, and what bombshell will they drop? Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me is a production of NPR and WBEZ Chicago, in association with Urgent Haircut Productions, Doug Berman, Benevolent Overlord. Philip Godica writes our limericks, our house manager is Gianna Capadona, our intern is Emma Choi, our web guru is Beth Novi, BJ Lederman composed our theme, our program is produced by Jennifer Mills, Miles Moo Dernboss, and Lillian King. Our tutor is Peter Gwynn technical direction is from Lorna White. Our business and ops manager is Colin Miller. Our production manager is Robert Newhouse. Our senior producer is Ian Chillog, and the executive producer of Wait Wait Don't Tell Me is Mike Gwendolyn Danforth. Now panel, who will be Oprah's next big interview and what will we hear? Brian Babylon. It will be Baby Jane because whatever happened to her? <laughs> Sharla Lauriston.
2: It'll be Bruce Springsteen and he'll tell us about how much of a diva Barack is. <laughs>
3: and Peter Gross. It's going to be Alone winner Jordan Jonas who will reveal that he's in development with Netflix for a limited series called The One Man's Reenactment of the Invasion of Normandy by a crazy person. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> if any of that happens, panel, we're going to ask you about it on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me.
0: Thank you, Bill Curtis. Thanks also to Charlotte Loriston. Great job, Charlotte. Peter Gross, and Brian Babylon. Thanks to all of you for listening. The world is thawing And maybe we are, too. I'm Peter Sagal. We'll see you next week. This is NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment, on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com.
2: On It's Been a Minute, we're keeping you in the know when it comes to culture. I break down the latest trends and the forces behind them and introduce you to the creatives who think deeply about how we live today. Come for some good old cultural analysis and have a few laughs with me. Listen to the It's Been a Minute podcast from NPR.